Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, talking to people about what they've been through in order to become the person they needed to be to get to where they are and where they want to go. And I'm very excited because my guest today, I've known for years and years and years, Erica Minchella. So we used to do all this work together at my when I had my other company. And then I moved and I changed what I was doing and I didn't get to see you anymore. And lo and behold, we end up on a nationwide networking call, (laughs) right? I'm like, oh my God, it's you. I haven't seen you in forever. And so we reconnected. So I'm very excited that we got to catch up. But why don't you give folks a little more formal introduction to who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, Well, I think I had defined myself as an attorney for so long that I'm not sure I have any other identity. Um, uh, Yeah, mom, now grandma, um, Mm -hmm. wife, but but my real identity is wrapped around the business that I run for 60 hours a week and have done so for many, many years. Started out as a bankruptcy attorney uh, 20 years ago. No, in 1999, um, my kids hit their preteens and my husband and I looked at each other and went, this isn't working because I was working downtown and he was working um, close to where they were going to school and they needed a part-time chauffeur. And so um, he said, well, I'll quit working full time. And I went, oh, no, you won't. I, I won't, I won't <laughs> I let you have all that time I with the kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to abdicate that time with the kids. So I switched over from doing bankruptcy to being a real estate attorney because I could tell my clients when I would schedule their closings, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell a judge when he could schedule his. Oh, that, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. So put you yeah. in control of your schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So nice. I pretty much worked nine to two. I dropped the oh, kids okay. off at school in the morning and picked them up in the afternoon and toted them around to hockey and choir <laughs> and uh, tutoring and whatever they needed. And really developed a great relationship with them. My daughter is still my best friend. My husband and I share office space. My son works for my husband. My daughter works for me. For a while, we had a a nursery here for my granddaughter. So, you know, while it's not a family business, it's a family office. And I think that's, to a large extent, that's where I draw my strength because the people I'm with have my back. You know, if- well, and it's the other thing that you've done is you've made it work for you, right? You've right. made it work for you instead, you know, and I, I watch so many people go into, well, it, how it's supposed to be. 
instead of just saying it's supposed to be however it works from our, our family. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my daughter has a dog who she brings into the office from time to time. So I've got the grand dog here. <laughs> and, you know, I, I work so hard and so long that to the extent that I can have those things that empower me, mm-hmm. it's critical. It's critical because I am all about my clients. I am all about supporting them and getting them through sometimes the worst times yeah. in your life. Cause I work a lot with people who are in financial distress. Well, and, and let's talk about that a little bit. Cause you know, one of the funny with my marketing background and I do a lot of messaging for people, I didn't really even know you yet. And I was always giggling at the way you introduced yourself. I'm a distressed real estate attorney, which I had to stop saying back in 2018, 2019, because there was no distress. And so there was no distress. Now, was- now it sounded like you were talking about yourself as opposed to what everyone knew. <laughs> exactly. And, and Aaron, to be honest, I was. 2018, 2019, which was great for the rest of the world, was awful for me. Well, Um, I'm so glad you said that because I just got off the phone with somebody and told them 2018, I now refer to fondly as the year of Aaron's failures. (laughs) It, It just, it was. And I think one of the things she said, and I totally agree, and I know more of your story, is that life isn't linear. Life isn't linear. And, you know, when you're talking to people about buying real estate and taking on a mortgage for 30 years, I always sit there and talk about and what happens if what you're living through today isn't what you're living through two years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. And these are the things that will happen if your life changes. It can be a divorce. It can be an illness. It can be a child's illness. It can be a pandemic. It can be a pandemic. (laughs) Which we now know. Yeah. None of us were planning on that. No. And and so you're right. Life isn't linear. It's not stagnant. And we don't have a crystal ball. We know what we would like to have happen. We may have plans and dreams and and strategies for um, uh, getting through those. But, you know, I know what my calendar says I'm doing tomorrow doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't. Well, in going back to what you said earlier, when you make your business work for you, when you surround yourself with what empowers you, it just helps you get through the flow side instead of the ebb side or (laughs) actually absolutely absolutely I mean you know it's it's great to look out my the window in my office when my husband leaves and he smiles and waves to me and lets me know he'll see me at home you know it's usually me saying goodbye to him in the morning at the house and I'll see you at the office because we both know that we will see each other. Now, we barely talk to each other during the course of the day, but we know we're there. And every so often, he will walk in and stand at my desk and say, I need to talk to you, carve out some time for me. And we've had the same thing here, because with all the changes, now I've been working from home for years, but Mike, that's a pandemic related experience for him. And we laugh because 
once or twice a day, it lines up where we either, depending on the weather, we meet in the kitchen because we have a split level, right? And he's upstairs and I'm downstairs. So once, a, once or twice a day, we either meet in the kitchen at the coffee pots or we meet outside with the dogs. And even that five minutes of reconnecting with that, I love how you said that, the people that empower you. Yep. Can yeah. make a huge difference. Yeah. And you become very sensitive to what's going on in their lives. And you know that they're sensitive to what's going on with yours. So my family all knows that I I work like a crazy person. I don't even, you know, when they when when I hear it from other people saying, oh, she's so hardworking, or she's so, you know, she works such long hours, or she's the best at what she does. Right. It's like, huh? Pardon right. You're, I, to you, this is who you are. This, this is, is who, who I, I am. am. I had it described as my business is kind of my baby. Yeah. I love figuring it out. I love figuring out how can I better my best? How can, what marketing needs to happen? How can I improve what I'm doing? You know, so there's a few of us that are a little weird like that and we don't really delineate but I am I mean I've got a great story that I can tell you yeah. all right so 2018 2019 were just awful for me because uh, I couldn't get I have I had staff I couldn't let go because I knew there would be a time when I would need them and I didn't want to lose right. really good staff and so I was biting the bullet and I go okay what business do I need to bring in I'm laughing telling this story. I'm sorry. What business do I need to bring in to make sure that when the real estate transactional work stops for the year, which is basically Thanksgiving to the Super Bowl, no one wants to be out in the snow in Chicago. (laughs) What do I need to do? So I decided I would do landlord tenant work. Mm. I'm a litigator. That's fine. You know, it fits right in with everything else I'm doing. It helps me to learn better how to represent landlords when they're buying two flats, how to how to protect people in in their real estate. I will take on landlord tenant work. So the fall of 2019, I started studying and taking on landlord tenant work. Do you know what happened March 15th <laughs> of 2020? Like um, four months later, five oh. months later, there was a moratorium on evictions. Yeah. So, you know, that whole conversation we had about planning, I planned to make it. Great job. You did everything right. <laughs> I did. Okay. And now I'm known for doing landlord tenant work and I'm sending that work away because I'm too right. busy with it. Wasn't what you, right. It wasn't what you, it was plan I, B. That turned into plan C. (laughs) And I've hated the work. I mean, it's just been awful because there's so, there are no solutions with There's no solutions. And that's one of the things, that's the other thing I think. um, And people don't know because we haven't said this. I know this about you. But when you talk about being a distressed real estate agent, helping people who are- Attorney. Distressed real estate attorney. I keep calling you an agent. I know that's not what you do. your approach is how can I help this person? Like what's possible? Right. And solutions, right. I'm solutions based rather than needing to win. So when I handle a 
foreclosure case. I'm not looking to beat them back because they didn't document this loan right and they transferred it wrong. And, and there are plenty of attorneys out there who are doing that. My approach is we're going to lose at some point. What's the best solution for this client? A short sale, a, right. a conventional sale, a um, uh, you know just getting out of this closing and move on with your right. life. Okay, just move on to the next phase. And that approach really helps people let go of the loss of the of, of the problem that they're in the middle of. And the of. dream. It is the loss of the dream. And I tell people because back several lifetimes ago, I managed apartment complexes. Oh, okay. Occasionally we would evict somebody because things happen. And I used to tell them, and, and I know you have, don't let this terrible problem, you know, don't let one thing ruin everything. Yeah. Let's come up with a solution. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's really just, how I... Right. And it, and it, so as you, you know, I'm just going to switch gears on you a little bit. Sure. As you have recreated yourself, what are you, what are you like most proud of? Wow. Um, well, I'm, I'm part of a networking group where I do a lot of referrals. Mm -hmm. It's just very high level professionals. And um, I, I, as I said before, I don't think about the fact that I'm making these referrals. I do this all the time. I have this great resource for my clients and my friends and my, my other colleagues in networking. And when we always uh, give testimonials for each other in these meetings, and I usually have you know, between four and six testimonials that I'm getting. I usually have like four or five that I'm giving, thanking other people for business. But when I get these testimonials, it's kind of like, oh, they're talking about me. And I, I just, I don't have an ego about what I do. I just do it. I mean, I, when I stop and think about the things I've accomplished. Now, remember, I took off 19, nine years from full-time practice to take care of my kids. So I'm kind of a late bloomer. But in that, in that late bloomer, I've gotten a lot of stuff done. I, I started my own bar association. Um, I then started getting asked to be part of other organizations. I'm on the Illinois State Bar Association Real Estate Section Council. I've been their chair. I'm on the board of directors of the Illinois Real Estate Lawyers Association. Um, I'm president of this, this foreclosure bar association they want it's been 10 years they won't let me go <laughs> they won't let you this is what happens but i so, think you know, what you're what you're talking about has been one of my mantras as well you give before you get and it's not linear another thing that's not linear it doesn't mean that i you know now you and i refer business but it's not like okay i gave erica this referral so she has to give me one right you give right. in one direction you receive from another direction and I always, I've given presentations that I call six-figure networking, how I created two different six-figure businesses through networking. And what you're talking about is one of the things that I love when you can make getting other people clients part of 
like, and just be as excited about that as you are for getting your own client. Are you just happier day to day? Yeah. Oh, when I make a connection, I mean, I've got right now, I haven't had the time to make the connection, but I have two women that I can't wait to connect to each other. One is one teaches women lawyers how to present themselves effectively. You know, so there's some uh, litigators who are just so aggressive that a jury is just going to look at them like, you know, I don't want to listen to you. You just, I don't like the way you present or they're too mamby-pamby and they're just, you know, they come up with too high a voice and yeah, too nice. So she teaches, she teaches women how to present well. And then I know this woman who's a profiler, like bull. Okay. And she goes into the courtroom and she will tell a lawyer how to identify the jurors or the defendant or anybody, how, how to understand their personality and I just thought isn't that going to be a great oh my gosh they should put on I can't wait I can't wait (laughs) they have this connection and then we get someone who does improv and then they'll be fine (laughs) that's such it's such a thrill for me when I can see you know everything just fall together like that well and it's also what you're talking about and the reason you and I are able to say 2018 sucked is when you actually believe in abundance, you know it's not permanent. Exactly. And, and you start opening up your vision. You start saying, okay, this is, this is not where I want to be. It's not where I need to be. I need to change what I'm doing because I care about the people who are working for me. I want to be able to pay them. I want to be able to pay them what they're worth. I'd like to be paid what I'm worth. All right. So what what do I need to do to expand my vision without giving me more work to do? I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. Right. And there's always an answer. There's always a solution. There's always an answer. They don't all work. But the other thing that you didn't do, even in your story about, you know, the pandemic came and crushed your new effort, there's just no victimy about it. Right. Oh, no, no. I mean, even even in the middle of it, I, I was not a victim. No. I was challenged. Okay, it's, challenged. it's a question. It's ask a better question. When things are not working, and my very excited plan B didn't work. All right. So what's a better question? What's yeah. another way? And that staying curious. Yeah, it's what you did when you created your practice the way it is now. You didn't go out there and go, well, I got these kids and then I have to do this. And then, I have to, you know, it wasn't, oh my God, it was, all right, I have all this cool stuff. How do I build my business to keep them involved? Yeah. I, no, no, I, there, I, I'm not into self-pity. No, um, I don't really sure. If anything, I'm, I'm into kicking my own rear end in the butt and saying, okay, come on, figure no, this out. You know, first. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And if it meant that 
I had to suffer to make sure my staff was okay. I was, I was willing to do that as well. Well, again, because you knew it wasn't permanent and there's this self-confidence that comes with having achieved things in the past means, you know, you can achieve things in the future. And one of the things, like a lot of the people that I work with used to have jobs and a lot of them had had successful jobs and now they're struggling as entrepreneurs and it becomes this rabbit hole or like this doom cycle, a shame spiral. And I tell people all the time. You had other achievements. You had other wins. Borrow that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I haven't worked for somebody else <laughs> in about 37 years. Yeah. I, so I yeah, It's all got to come from me. You know, it's, and you know what? It's very often my husband is having his own struggles with his business and he'll tell me some of it. But neither one of us really wants to burden the other one with what's going on. So it really becomes a matter of becoming very self-sufficient. I've hired um, business coaches from time to time. Um, Some of them are better than others. One helped me fire a really bad employee. And it left such a bad taste in my mouth because of this horrible time I had gone through that I was never able to go back to her as a business coach. I think I told you the last business coach I hired taught me how to solve problems myself. She, she would, she would start out the meeting by saying, so what are we going to talk about today? And I would give her my list of the things I was going to talk about today. And then we'd start running down my list of things that I felt challenged in. And she would say, now, how are we going to solve that? (laughs) And she wouldn't, she wouldn't give suggestions. She left it to me to solve the problems. So she empowered me to solve my own problems. I haven't had another business coach. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, there's, I I call myself a coach because that's the common nomenclature, but there's a very big difference between a coach who does that and a consultant who helps you create a marketing plan or helps you create a P&L for your company, you know, or does all the other Piece right. right. And knowing, and, and even that, you know, some work, some don't, some help me, some don't. And it really is staying neutral, learning from your experience so that you do a better job picking the next one. Oh, or not paying those fees. <laughs> Have somebody tell have somebody tell you all right come up with the answer yourself. Okay, right. well I could do that for a lot less money. <laughs> Right. And I I laugh because there's times when that's the right answer for a personal block, but for a business consulting situation, that was. And she was a lawyer too. I mean, I I got sucked in, you know, because (laughs) she was a lawyer and a, and a a coach. I was going, oh yeah, she'll understand what I'm going through. Well, and I say that all the time. I, I have a lot of people, prospects who come talk to me about working with me and they want to know, um, is there a guarantee? Cause this didn't work. I'm like, here's the thing. Don't worry about making your mistakes, having hired people for things that don't work. Cause I absolutely promise I have wasted more money because <laughs> I'm not so risk adverse. I will go and try things. Um, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting journey and you just have to look at what did I learn? What am I grateful for it from having learned it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem, you know, 
kind of like your landlord experience. It certainly didn't feel like a great opportunity in the moment, but look at it this way. If it weren't for the pandemic, you could be mired in landlord work. With you. <laughs> it's such a great observation. Thank you. I'm taking that with me. <laughs> right? I mean, what if it worked? Yeah. The universe yeah. was actually working. So we can blame this pandemic. So basically, we needed a pandemic to keep Erica out of, out the of landlord tenant work. Yes. <laughs> the stuff she hates. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I, we all have those situations that in the moment. Oh, yeah. And it looked like the only solution at that time. And luckily, um, the first new and I was doing, I was doing both sides too. And everybody, I, everybody is just awful in those situations. That's Yeah. And especially I know Chicago, just because of my background has so many rules and. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, it's made me so much better an attorney for clients who are buying multi-units. So we start out by saying, okay, I don't care if your family is moving in with you. If you're giving them a lease, you're giving them my lease. Right. Because (laughs) because let me tell you the, the great stories I can tell you about family and how they treat you when it comes to money. Is always so much worse. Yeah, yeah, so. No, I, I, I love that. We're, um, the pandemic cured me of landlord tenant work. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure you put you back on the right path. Got yeah. you back on the right path. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So if you were going to, you know, it doesn't just have to be lawyers. If you're going to give some advice for people who did take that break, I think there's a lot of people who think they get into mommy definition and they have more of a binary. One of the things you didn't do is you didn't go in a binary thinking where I'm either a mother or I'm a hardworking attorney. Yeah. So I don't know if you did it on purpose, but it's definitely served you to not get real binary about how you labeled yourself. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? One of the things I think women have is an advantage to going through that those, those divisions that we have in our lives and the fact that we have a primary responsibility in more than one segment is to be able to compartmentalize, okay? So when I would drive home or I'd be driving the kids somewhere or we would be hopefully on some long trips that I had some time to think, I would run through the different things that had to be done and when they were going to be done and how I was going to get them through the different, how the kids were going to be managed, how the business was going to be managed. You were visualizing like an athlete. You just didn't know it. Right. Well, yeah, but I was (laughs) compartmentalizing and I do it to this day. I mean, it's how I get to sleep at night. Okay. This is what I'm wearing tomorrow. This is, these are the things that I have to do to get through tomorrow. This is what I need to do to take care of me. Like what I'm cooking for dinner, what I'm doing in my garden. You know, I have, I, I've planned that out. It's not calling it compartmentalizing, but I would give you, you're living intentionally. Okay. Just reacting. Uh, Yeah, I'm not very spontaneous. Right. Well, you're not waiting for something else to happen or someone else to take care of things. You're being intentional. Right. Well, some people would say I'm being 
in control and well, there's others would take that, that another step and say <laughs> I'm a control freak, which I'm not. You know, I'm not. <laughs> Just because every single email sent out of this office has to go through me doesn't mean I'm a control freak. It just means I just, I had, this idea. I just had this idea and the listeners won't understand this. So we're going to have to make it happen. I need to interview Linda, your sister next. Okay. All right. <laughs> and put you guys back to back. Cause you're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. And you know what? It, it's not going to be like you're even talking to the same family. Although, you know, she They're has so been close. in business with her husband. Right. <sighs> probably 35 years yeah yeah and and they've made it work I think I know I think I knew both of you almost years before I figured it out oh right right well we don't look anything alike and we're actually we're we're yin and yang we're very very different from each other but um she's still she's one of my best friends absolutely right and that's why it's so adorable yeah you know, well, because we get each other too, and you know what? That I think that's so important when you're when you're dealing with somebody who's that important with in your life is yeah. that you're able to get them. That you, I mean, my husband talks in his sleep, and there are times when I think he's saying that he wants to kill somebody, and I'm always hoping it's not me. <laughs> and it's just his the way his mind is working at that moment. But I get him, you know. <laughs> I, you know, it goes back to what you said in the beginning of having, surrounding yourself with the people who empower you yeah. and it's people who get you. And it's also, I think one of the things that are missing is, and what you do for your sister and what you're talking about that you and your husband do for each other is to just bear witness, to be seen, to be actually yeah. seen. And I think that's missing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And maybe that's also what I was talking about when I said these people in this networking group that I'm part of, when they say things like that, it's like, oh, is that how I'm seen? Is that how I'm perceived? Because that's, you know, I'm just doing this because this is what I do. But if that's the way I'm perceived, it's, it's so, um, it's gratifying. It's, um, and going back to the word empowering, you know, it is if you if you've acted consistently in the way that you want to be, it does come back at you, yeah. and it comes back in a way that you may not have expected. But what you are is what you get reflected back from other people. Well, and I, you know, so I had my three day event. One of the things we talked about was who do you surround yourself with, and yeah, there's like the economic version of that. Like your income is the average of the five people you spend them. Okay, fine. But even more so is the empowerment, the being witnessed, the being seen, the being understood, the people who are rooting for you, people who are rooting for you and who don't add drama to your difficulties because we all have them and you can, you know, those are our lower moments and it would be easy to be influenced by somebody and instead give you your minute and help pick you up. And it's such a big difference. It's just life-changing difference in what I think people can accomplish 
And I've just become more and more careful and protective almost. Yeah. About who, who I give that time to. Yeah. Well, and I will tell you that I'm in the kind of business where I can feel like I'm getting my soul sucked out of me by, by clients who are needy and, and just um, challenging stories. I can, I, I mean, I remember some that we worked on together. So just, yeah. And that's not where I'm at right now because the real estate market is good. I am not a distressed real estate attorney right now, but you know, there's so many people who have taken forbearances who have not been able to pay their mortgage, but the more, more the foreclosure moratorium has been in place, who have not been able to pay their mortgage because their tenants haven't been paying them. And so all of that is going to come back to haunt us yes, the is. end of this year, next year. And, and yeah, I, I work very hard not to have that soul-sucking relationship with clients. And that's one reason why my staff is so important to me. Because we're able to bounce off each other. Okay, I can't take this client anymore. You got to talk to them. <laughs> it's your turn to talk them off. <laughs> or, you know, the reverse is true. You know, I, I can see that um, if I don't take this client off of my associate's hands, I'm not going to have an associate anymore. You know, it's that balance that goes on. But she's been taking the brunt of it. So, you know, that yeah, I can step in. Surrounding yourself with. I have that on my team as well. Who are you? bringing in who are you surrounding yourself with and it just I can't say enough about how important that is yeah yeah it really is so if someone wants to continue this conversation with you and real estate attorney real estate agents who need to know you what is the best way for them to get a hold of you best way is um my office number 847 Six seven seven six seven seven two, and since I live here, <laughs> it's easy to find me here. It's right, Erica Minchella. It's not like you're hiding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the only Minchella practicing law in the state of Illinois. There you go. That helps. And there are aren't um, a lot of Minchellas no, in the state of Illinois. It's easy to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and all your. Honestly, like it's insightful. And I know that high achievers often just do what they do and they don't realize that there's lessons in there that other people can pick up from. So well, thank you for uh, taking them out of me. <laughs> <laughs> for pulling it out. Pulling it out. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.